Hello, Internet. I'm Matt, and I love me some Spider-Man comics. And I'm Shannon from Down the Webline, and I also love me some Spider-Man comics. <laughs> and you're listening to the Untold Talks of Spider-Man, where we're unearthing deep cuts and forgotten stories in the Spider-Man lore, and our goal is to find lost gems and share them with you as we discover what it truly means to be a Spider-Man story, and then bury the ones that are duds yeah, and make we, weird We put noises. them back into the ground, and we put the dirt back over them. <laughs> <laughs> and today, we are continuing our tribute to Teenagers. Woo! With the Singapore Yolo. salute. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, today we're going back to Marvel Team Up featuring Spider-Man and Miss Marvel. This is the fourth series, issues one through three, June through August 2019, written by Eve Ewing, uh, inked by Joey Vasquez, colored by Felipe Serino, lettered by Clayton Coles, penciled by Joey Vasquez, and edited by Elena Smith. Why penciling got listed way later in the credits, I don't know, but I'm bringing it to you the way it was brought to me. The pencils were okay. <laughs> The inks were way better. I, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> Where, how are you able to find this comic? Well, um, you can find the physical issue and in trade, uh, one through six of the series. Um, and it's on Comixology and Marvel Unlimited. It is very available, easy to find. Yeah, and I mean, this was, especially for us, super recent, but it was something that just fit the theme so well, I thought it would be fun to reach back to. And I just want to note, um, we're covering the first three issues of this. There were the next three, like uh, you said, in that trade. Uh, which was Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel. This Marvel team-up was supposed to be Miss Marvel's Marvel team-up, and we got two stories, which were like the most obvious ones, and then they finished it. And I was super disappointed, because I thought it was going to be cool to see her team up with, like, I don't know, Moon Knight, The Punisher. Uh, oh, The Punisher would have been great. Yeah, and like, I, I don't know, um, Reptile? You know, like... <laughs> I wanted to see her interact with a bunch of the Marvel Universe because I feel she was a character uniquely adapted to be interesting to interact with most of the Marvel Universe for the first time. And it was going to be a bunch of fun character interactions and a great way to like spell up a bunch of stories and give a lot more air to a character that deserves a lot more. I feel like she's still like the latest, greatest new Marvel character that has had the legs to continue on. And I don't know, I was disappointed that they cut it so short. Yeah, it seems like they didn't have a lot of confidence in the in the, the concept, which is sad. Yeah, well, and that, that Captain Marvel team-up one was like this lore dump of everything Captain and Miss Marvel ever. And it was like, this is, no, this is a bad plan. <laughs> this is a bad story. No. Go for the go for the easy low lying fruit here with the Punisher. Yeah, or Deadpool. Oh my God, has she met Deadpool anywhere? That, I feel yeah. like Deadpool's met everybody by now. There's characters he hasn't. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's talk about the synopsis. We have oh oh, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so after a science demonstration at Empire State University goes awry, Miss Marvel and Spider Man find themselves tangled up in the same chaotic adventure. Is it destiny or disaster? Bum bum bum. Ooh. Intriguing. So 
the first thing I want to note as we dive into this, and I kind of need to know it because I need to figure out how we're talking about it. Um, you read this digitally. Mm-hmm. How was the first issue presented to you? I want to say that it was it was good up until it was confusing. So. Oh, 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 I mean, literally, physically, how was it presented to you? Because my physical copy is a flip book. Oh, oh, it's just page by page. It's not this is why you were finding it more confusing so when you open up marvel team up from the proper front which you can tell because it has the credits and a couple more like marvel bits and bobs on it um you start off seeing kamala in the mirror and she's dealing with her family and then she gets to the science symposium and things go askew you flip it over and then you get peter parker in the mirror going through his day up into a science symposium and then things go askew so they meet in the middle where the book flips Ah. if you're just reading this through i'm guessing you get like one half that interacts with both of them anyways and then you get the second half yeah which yeah. With no note or anything, that's weird that they didn't account for that with digital publishing. Like, you think they just had like throw in a black page or something, be like, just so you know, the book would flip over, like, and or like, we're starting, like, let's start this again, or you know, something, something to account for. Yeah, in all honesty, I think if it had started because it starts with Peter Parker in the digital version, if it had started with Kamala, I think it would have been way less confusing. Um, by the time you get to the action point because it wasn't it wasn't confusing until the action started um and mostly it just felt like and it wasn't i wouldn't say confusing so much as it just seems like they were little gaps like you could still follow the action and how everything was playing out but it just seemed like there were there were missing uh, uh like a missing page you know and it wasn't difficult to read but it just felt like we were just like i said missing missing some pieces of some connective tissue well that tracks <laughs> so i guess let, let, let's start with that's how you got it let's start with the peter part okay um yeah he's shaving in the mirror and dealing with robbie the roommate yes the responsible individual which is weird <laughs> <laughs> Robbie isn't normally like like I'm not saying he's like you know uh, a, a lout or anything, but he's not usually a super responsible adult man in a suit. This he's he's turning of... he's turning into his dad. <laughs> like the instant the coffee hit that cup, he became his dad. <laughs> the fate that awaits us all. Uh, I, I found it odd actually here like Peter seems a little out of sorts but the fact that he burns himself with coffee like he's not even paying attention to his spider sense is kind of uh, odd yeah and there's one there's one speech bubble where Peter Parker says adulting is hard and I was like this does not I, I don't know in my mind Peter Parker would not say that well, if this part of adulting is hard, like I, I feel like him trying to f- figure out his his taxes or something would be adulting is hard. <laughs> uh, I, for everything Peter does, I imagine his taxes are pretty easy because he does not have much income to worry about. That's true. He just files I ten forty easy and <laughs> sends it out. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Anyways, so. He's got a, a, a little convention to go to. Um, yeah, and he meets up with Dr. Rosario, who, you know, worked with him at a... 
Was it Parker Industries or was it? I think it was Parker Industries. Horizon. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, science, yeah, so, science think tank place. Yeah, and you know, so from his somewhat recent past, but I mean, good colleagues. She wants to do right by him, even though he's academically disgraced. And what's interesting here, especially since we're still in the midst of the Spencer run, uh, is that this is the comic that more dealt with the plagiarism aspect that Spencer brought back to bear and then dropped. And it, it was dealt more with here, though, never resolved. I, um, I because I th- yeah. think they were playing nice. Yeah, I did like that. I did like that. You know, because usually in the team up comics and, and and then obviously going back to like amazing or whatever, they really like maybe it, in one bubble mention, oh, I just got back from whatever, go see team up, whatever. And this yeah. actually like applies the stuff that's happening in his life and other lines to this story and makes it a part of the plot to a certain degree, which, you know, that was very thoughtful. It's not something people usually do when they're writing this. Yeah. And it dealt with more of the uh, a adult aspects of peter and in a weird way um one of my biggest criticisms of the spencer run is being like a bad improv partner to dan slots run saying no but no but no but instead of yes and Mm -hmm. which is what you're supposed to do in improv um this bridged some of that difference taking like all these hanging threads from peter's life from the slot run and was inserting it with this new reality in like two pages and did a lot of heavy lifting for the continuity there and so yeah i don't know it 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 made me happy with that very deftly handled i liked it and um so this lady's new invention is something with jeans Mm-hmm. some magic gene device because it's marvel yep. so of course the jackal shows up in his underwear yep he's uh he's not a fan of you know a lot of clothes so yeah normally it's a little more tattered though to like i don't know give more of that hulk look this guy is just rocking those boxer briefs and he is good to go yeah he... but yeah maybe not rocking they're on though yeah they're, he's he's covered up where it counts <laughs> <laughs> and from this perspective, uh, Spider-Man's just kind of making swift work of the Jackal, and then uh, Miss Marvel shows up. Yeah, she just sort of pops in. Uh, they have this sort of like disjointed conversation, and uh, but again, it's sort of like okay, well, we might be just missing a couple points here, but really, you can follow the action, and Spider-Man and Jackal are having a real throwdown. Yeah, and. Uh, when Miss Marvel initially pops in, I might just call her Marvel here out because saying Miss Marvel is not good for casual conversation. Uh, <laughs> a Spidey tasks her to, you know, uh, get the scientist who's, who's stuck on stage out of there. Pretty much everyone else has left at this point. So he's doing the supposed like big superhero thing. You know, you worry about others first and then deal with the big dramatic throwdown, um, which he didn't do himself, though. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do as i say not as i do yeah yeah he's teaching he's teaching right now educating yeah well i guess he ha- he has a lot of former experience educating with uh, the x-men and the young avengers or whatever yeah oh yeah and those high school kids yeah uh, <laughs> yeah and so the action rises until we get to the midpoint uh where they swap bodies yeah so he's trying to defuse this uh device that's on like overload and he doesn't want the the machine to to be ruined because of so many years of research put into it so he's trying to save it even at the risk of his own life 
And then it blows up, can't save it, and both he and Kamala are caught up in the blast, and their bodies swap. So it's a good old body swap story. Maybe we should have just done a body swap block. There you go. It's a freaky Friday moment. That's branded. See, you're supposed to say adhesive strips instead of band-aid. That way you're not giving power to the big corporation. (laughs) That's true. But band-aids it is. All right, so uh, <laughs> so now we go to so you flip we, we flip or in or don't flip or in the digital because we just press the arrow button over <laughs> or smudge your finger on the screen with your greasy oils from your pizza pressing into your tablet as you continue one page further. We're not talking about my monitor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we have Kamala trying to manage her wild tangle of hair. She's getting ready in the morning to go and see this amazing demonstration. While wearing a Spider-Man shirt. While wearing a Spider-Man shirt. Apparently, I I don't think Peter gets any cut on this branding. Oh, no, 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 no. They dealt with that in around when uh, Webs was released. There's something around like the Spider-Man image being sold and whatnot. It owned... Like, the icon was brought up with some group or something, and so they're making money, and he's just <laughs> gotta live with it. That's brilliant. I love it. I, I, yeah. Um, I, I, my memory's probably off there, but I seem to recall that being addressed somewhere. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, but Peter didn't have, like, a lightning bolt or anything anywhere. It seemed like they could have, I don't know, okay. that would have been a little more fun. Yeah. But she has trouble with the dishes too yeah, she does. so superheroes can't do dishes nope they I cannot have an excuse they cannot so heading to school and then heading to the to empire state university to see the demonstration and it's a fairly normal day for her up until it's not yeah um yeah and there's obviously this guy crushing on her i'm guessing that's bigger in her side of the comics that i haven't read in forever so yeah i read the I first volume and that's about it is she blind? Is she blind to his needs? Um, yeah, so then they're they're doing Peter Parker. And I guess, you know, I was talking about the plagiarizing. They're talking about on that side. But here, her friend who's science savvy knows all about Peter Parker's reported plagiarizing, which to me is crazy. How, like, how would you know that? Like, that is some bizarre e-stalking level of knowledge. Like... I don't know. I think Peter lives in infamy in both identities. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess at this point he was like a, a public figure for a hot minute being a newly minted billionaire for undisclosed reasons. Yeah, and he had Parker Industries and then it collapsed. And yeah, so it's like his face is out there. Um, but if this is what you think of him for was the plagiarism. The... Yeah, not not a great uh, opening act. <laughs> no, I like that he went over here and freestyled his uh, his commentary on Yesenia, and uh, it went well. So, sort of, his improv skills are still okay. I mean, that if there's anything that would transfer from him being Spider-Man so much, you feel like that would be it, right? Yeah. So she talks. Yeah. So Peter intros. We kind of get this bit again about this lady talking about her science project. Jackal shows up. The... Yeah. 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 Jackal shows up. And uh, uh, Kamala gets into her her gear and starts tackling things. Spider-Man shows up. All this sort of stuff plays out. Now you have like the whole story. So um, I know that when I read it, I was like, oh, okay, this makes more sense. Um, 
And to be honest, when I read it digitally, when it ended where it ended, I thought that was just a comic. And I only, because I scrolled over a little bit more, I was like, oh, there's more. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, it is an oddity yeah. for that. But yeah, we get the... Basically, it's a whole big rigmarole lead up to a body swap. So you get both sides of the story and then, oh my gosh, there you are. And now they're each other. Yeah, which... Um, has some moments of flip-flopping where they're back in each other's bodies and not mostly to raise dramatic tension there's no real rhyme or reason for it yeah and it's an interesting contrast because you have uh you have peter in her body and so mature and you know deducing situations and 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 considering things and then you have her just generally freaking out uh so it's uh it's pretty entertaining to see them i think they're like a a good match for a body swap, except for the, you know, the, the sort of flaring oddity of a man in his mid-twenties and a young Pakistani girl in her mid-teens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they very definitely don't address that much. Yeah, they, they skirt that pretty hard. I stick with what would be sort of funny from a cultural perspective than what would be maybe extremely awkward from a gendered sex perspective so yeah and i mean this is supposed to be a light fun comic you could argue that this was a missed opportunity to talk about some inherent biases lack of understanding of other people's cultures who live you know within your city your town right like they're both in new york city still so there's some of that, but I also feel like if you're going to try to go for that angle, using Spider-Man as a vehicle would be weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so light and fluffy it is. It um, is. We get a lot of talk with them and they kind of stay in close contact. Yeah, as they, as they try to figure out, like, you know, they, they keep swapping back and forth and then they get to try out each other's lives to a certain degree. So she gets to go and do a job interview while he tries to give a science experiment uh, presentation. Uh, and <clears throat> she seems to have fun. She tries out shaving, you know, she tries out other things that only someone in their mid-20s can do. Uh, and then he thinks he's got high school in the bag. Uh, and then certain i would say shortcomings of the female body kind of come up at him so they don't go into detail yeah like just enough to be like oh uh. <laughs> not the fallout from that just the uh, the pain and that's it well and also uh, like God, I, Peter Parker acting like he had high school in the bag. It's weird because we've read recently stories of him returning to high school, or I guess the one, but, uh, you know, him talking about like how much it changed. And it's funny to see like, look how much it changed. And it's like the inner city 80s school, which is decades after Spider-Man was in high school proper, obviously not timeline, but yeah, it was depicted for the 60s. Now it's for the 80s. He's been back in the 2000s and now it's the 2010s. And it's funny how different it is every time and how it's depicted. Yeah. And I think this is an interesting perspective for him because he's actually dealing with, as he is a, a white dude, dealing with sort of sexism and racism directed at him in a in a very rare, in a light way, not in like a super heavy way. But Which I think is almost 
like for me, the social commentary of that is maybe more profound, just kind of the light stuff people deal with every day that I think if you're on the outside looking in, it would be like, oh, some people are saying some dumb stuff. But then you're in there and it's a ton of people saying all kinds of stuff to you as you're walking by and how much that can mess with you. And that's a that I think is more interesting on a story and understanding basis than dealing with like the kkk mm-hmm. and i do like there's a the one scene where the the girls are sort of taunting her in the hallway of this little microaggression and uh peter is like uh-uh you know you don't do that to me and it's the teacher that kind of like yells at him as opposed to getting at the girls that were causing the problem to begin with which i think is also emblematic of what that experience is like right so. Right. And then we get it all cut off pretty quickly by some super heroics of them on a stakeout. Yep. And they, they go and they are screwing it up because they have different skills and they're used to different situations. A lot of accidentally webbing the wrong people. and uh, A lot of failed in beginning. Yep. And they just, they're a hot mess, but somehow they're having the time of their lives especially Kamala, because this is a whole different power set for her. And so she can, you know, see what it's like to climb on walls and jump and use webbing and stuff like that. And so she's having a good time. Well, and that's part of the reason why I think she'd be such a great protagonist for a new era of Marvel team up is that she's the one superhero that just genuinely loves superheroes in that way, Mm -hmm. which would mean interacting with all these characters would be you could kind of play with kind of the character versus their myth or um, perceptions versus realities. And there's, it it would be an interesting theme, but just a really easy thing to take through and add a little bit of depth to what would otherwise be kind of throwaway stories. Oh yeah. And it's, there's a precedent even in her own comics. I remember the arc with her and Wolverine and think Mm -hmm. of someone who's, you know, a little on the grouchy side. Uh, and it was really a lot of fun to read and it was light and everything and I think it's a nice lens to put some of these other characters who are in sort of darker storylines into something you know brighter and fun I agree but Kamala is totally like Wolverine's soft spot between what uh Kitty Rogue Jubilee mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah not the greatest example but i mean oh no it's a great example i was just saying like wolverine uh but i mean that's kind of a point too like people think of wolverine as the edgy character er, but i mean he's he's got sides that people don't always consider but it's totally right there in the character yeah yeah and we joke about punisher but can you imagine if they really did a solid and it was totally bought in kamala and punisher story that'd be crazy well, and talk about like how guns affect different communities differently. Mm-hmm. And although I guess gun rights with the Punisher isn't really that interesting because yeah. I mean, the Punisher isn't really for other people having. <laughs> That's true. He would prefer it if he was the only one. <laughs> All right. So now we're in the in the third issue, wrapping the story up. There's still struggling with this whole body swap thing and it turns out like the peter's gotten a little paranoid about the whole body swap thing to begin with so he had a a chip put in his body to to try and prevent it but it's inadequate and malfunctioning and that's why they keep jumping between them Uh, which talk about some superhero magic science bs (laughs) (laughs) 
I read that and I was like, I appreciate what they're trying to do here, but it's so over the top. Yes, and I think it's another another attempt to try and, and tie in the the other stories, like you said, the slot stories, because he only put the chip in because he was not a fan of Superior Spider-Man. So uh, who can blame him? What a <laughs> terrible run, right? I mean, for him, at least. <laughs> for him, yeah, it was awful for him. He's like, I did not like, did not like it all. Uh, yeah, he he went to sleep, uh, kind of on the up and up, but getting beat up, getting clobbered, and dealing with all kinds of horrible things, and he wakes up a bajillionaire, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it's I not it terrible. Quite that. Um, we just know one then, person is very good at man- managing his money, and the other person is not. <laughs> I did like the fact that uh, Kamala breaks down and kind of freaks out about the whole situation because that's a that that's totally fair. Uh, yeah. And Peter is basically like, look, we can only deal with what's in front of us right now. You just got to press forward. I've been through this stuff a million times and usually just works out. You just got to keep going. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought that was a good character moment for both of them and was nice to see some vulnerability in a character for something that would freak me the hell out oh absolutely and it's odd it's also weirdly cathartic to see because they are swapped it's it's, you're you're seeing yeah kamala but you're also seeing like peter like physically be vulnerable his body at least and that's Mm -hmm. interesting in and of itself um yeah that's kind of a fun whole sequence right there and then they're on their way to go deal with the jackal again. Yeah. Um, I don't know. In my mind, there's fisticuffs, and then they kind of uh, oh, techno babble their way through the problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, they're, they're coming to a resolution to the end. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, and it is there. And I mean, there's a fight, and then there's this stuff, and there's some consequences for it. So, I mean, it all is sound from a storytelling perspective, I guess. It just kind of nothing in here hit me with any heart or meaning kind of beyond just kind of resolving yeah i mean they go through the whole like they can't be in their bodies and they're willing to take this big risk right now uh with sort of untested technology to swap them back and the whole time i was going through mine is you spent like three days like this why wouldn't you be okay spending a day or two more rather than risking your lives right now to get it done like there's no absolutely need to get it done right now with this untested technology at the risk of your own my, lives. My understanding was the risk that the longer they let it uh, develop, the more likely it would be that the uh, swap would be permanent. Whereas there was some risk of death, the chances of things going right were greater if they did it yeah. quickly. Well, they're fixed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's one of the... Uh, it, it was one of those moments where, oh, no, there's a risk. You're like, there, there's zero chance of this happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll be fine. We we because if they killed off both characters like this for this reason, <gasps> <laughs> especially when they made the stakes pretty tame beforehand, you know they weren't going into like Kamala's family suspecting there's something off with their daughter, uh, that sort of thing, and uh, they seem pretty happy. You know, like they they finish and they go back to their lives. I don't know any richer, but uh, they had a good time. Yeah, and then. Uh... For all of it, um, this science lady gets some Miss Marvel powers. Yeah, oops. That happens with Miss Marvel, whatever version. (laughs) 
Does it? I saw it with Rogue, right? What? Didn't that happen with Rogue? Or am I misremembering? Well, I mean, Rogue held on to her to- too long and permanently took her powers and persona. Yeah, but as far as if you're a Miss Marvel, someone's going to get your powers at some point. Oh, okay. Well, fair <laughs> Uh, and then we get a quick little moment of Kamala with her family and Peter with Robbie playing video game, some video game, enjoying not adulting, but being, you know, yeah, being human, being themselves. So I couldn't find many other opinions on this comic that weren't kind of like, yeah, it was fun, um, though, uh, Longtime Patreon members might remember that Kane was not a fan of this. <laughs> uh, it was pretty innocuous, I think. Like, it's not... I mean, there's stories that are far more... Like, I'm, I'm fine with some fun, light stuff. It doesn't have to hit, like, heavy thematic beats for me. It doesn't... I just think... You know, if we're going to do kind of lighter stories, I wish some of them went at least this far because there's some thoughts and ideas like uh, reading this, especially reading this uh, compared to other more teenage centric stories or whatever with Spider-Man that we've been reading recently. There's something to this one that is light, accessible, it's fun, but for it, it makes you a remember how friggin' horrible high school is. And it makes you consider it from different perspectives. It's the sort of thing where whatever we're supposed to get out of stories, this one touches on without putting too much heavy weight or making you kind of wince at it in any way. And I think there's I think there's something to be said for that. And I haven't read uh, many stories that are able to split that kind of a difference. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, a balancing act. And I there's a lot to recommend it. Um, if you only need your stories like heavy, and with real you know dramatic elements then this isn't going to be for you but if you want a light fun story that has some interesting points then heck yeah the other thing that i've gotten out of this when i read it that i feel is like the bigger question that isn't something like we could answer here but i mean it's just kind of like are you happy where you are like if you swap bodies with someone else would it just be like the grass is greener or would you freak out and need to get back or like it just it raises some of those sci-fi possibilities that are it's kind of fun to think about outside of the bounds of the story. I mean, it's I think it's interesting. I think anyone who's interested in the experiences of others or in different cultures or different just walks of life or whatever that you might find it fun to body swap as long as you knew that it wasn't permanent or long lasting. Um and I think that kind of came through with them. I, I mean, the unfortunate thing is that they knew that they didn't know that it was reversible or not. I think Peter was like, I've done this enough. I'm pretty sure it's reversible. Don't worry about it. Um, but, you know, Kamala, I think more than Peter, just really like kind of enjoyed, you know, trying out all these different things on, you know, being a, a, a mid-20s young man. You know, she flexed in mm-hmm. the mirror. She shaved her face. She went on an interview, you know, she kind of lottery tickets. Yeah, she just she did a bunch of things like kind of like these sort of innocent, genuine things. Uh, Usually when you see like someone is suddenly like within like an adult age range, they want to go buy beer or something like that. She's not interested in any of that. She just these other things are much more fun and interesting to her. And I think that there's this sort of like good natured element to that. That was fun to see. There's no reason to demonize beer here. plant-based or otherwise (laughs) love me some plant-based beer (laughs) 
with kind of that that weighing of everything, we have to weigh this now against other stories. (laughs) It's a tough... Yeah, so the last two in our tribute to teenagers, which is going lower because who wants to read about teenagers, um, Mm. is You Can Go Home Again, Web of number 35 at 47, and then The Bridge with Peter's Prom and uh, kind of flashing back to the high school days, though, like I said in the episode, doesn't quite fit continuity. Is at number fifty. Um, I do. You... I kind of like it a little closer to the top, and I'm thinking that "Twas the Fight yeah. Before Christmas," the kind of light-hearted thing uh, story, yeah. might be nice to put it arranged around that. Um, yeah, I would give this a hair above "Twas the Fight Before Christmas," and then right above that is "Missing in Action," which was that uh, long, <laughs> also quirky tale. story. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I do like Missing in Action a bit more. I feel like you should definitely read that before this. I feel like there's a good number of stuff we could fit in between them. So for now, our new number 42 is this. this, Does this comic have a title? Uh, Marvel (laughs) Team-Up? I don't know. I'm just going to call it the Miss Marvel Body Swap. There we go. Freaky Friday. Okay, fine. Freaky... (laughs) Friday. And now with 84 entries on the list, this is number 42. So right in the middle. Yeah, literally. (laughs) We'll be doing the original tribute to teenagers from the Dicko and Stan Lee run of Amusing Spider-Man on Told Talks soon. And then... After that, we're going to be talking about everybody's favorite gray, gray Spider-Man villain, the Rhino. Yeah. Is, are rhinos pachyderms? It doesn't call them a pachyderm. Our favorite, pachyderm? Yeah, our favorite pachyderm. But I think that's elephant. I, I think rhinos and elephants are in the same, what's that, family? Mm. Biologically? Mm, I don't Maybe. <laughs> They look similar, except for that whole not looking like each other at all. But hey. <laughs> I mean, they're big, gray, mammalian, four-legged, uh, near-water sources. Rhinos have big trunk, or Ooh. rhinos have big horns. Elephants have big trunks. But I mean, it's kind of like a trunk thing. There's a lot of, there's a lot there, right? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> the rhino. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So... Thanks, everybody, for checking us out. You can support us and the Amazing Spider Talk on that Patreon. Details down below. We want to thank the Ellie Badge for that theme song and some something witty. I got nothing. (laughs) Until Matt and I swap bodies for our own Freaky Friday. Make mine And then record an episode and you wouldn't be able to tell (laughs) the difference. It would be the same. (laughs) Make mine untold. (laughs) 